A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. I said that, you, uh, that, that many LDS folks and I uh, love the same Jesus. Uh, I still believe that. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Been very few times I've ever heard God be disarticulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. I'm not asking you with me. I'm asking you to brush your hair. That's what God commanded Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog episode. Oh, the False Teacher of the Week, episode 87. We'll figure out what podcast we're even doing here, right? Uh, episode 87, I am your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. False Teacher of the Week is a segment of the Master's Dog podcast that came out of the old introduction video that I actually found out at the, the intro song is on my CHH playlist in my phone. Two and a half minutes. It was a montage of pictures and videos of false teachers set to a really cool remix of a song called No Compromise by Result, used by permission. Thank you, Result. And um, someone came to me and said, I don't know who all these people are. Some of these people I thought were okay. Can you break it down so that we know who is who and what makes these people a false teacher and so on? So I said, okay, I can do that. So I started with Stephen Furtick, which is who she had a specific question about. And then I systematically went through that introduction video and talked about each and every person on there through a couple of extra people that weren't actually in there at different times, the Pope, stuff like that. Um, But then once I finished with that, I think that gave us 39 episodes and then I revamped the introduction video made a beat on my phone so even though result gave me permission to use the song uh, uh, i still got copyright claims because you can't use a verbal permission uh, as permission as far as copyrights go who knew so i made a beat Uh, i hope you like it revamped it made a little more versatile so i can plug in and take out uh, video clips as i need to and want to um, which i haven't done for a while and i think i'm gonna go through maybe today and put some new stuff in there so just to change it up for everybody so that's the history of the podcast for those who are new in the last uh 10 days we probably had eight or nine new subscribers so that's for you guys and i thank you all the rest of you who have liked uh shared commented on the videos all of those things makes mr al g rhythm that guy right there um, and I was calling him that before the movie, so uh, no copyright infringement there either. Uh, LeBron or whoever, who made that movie? Um, sends it out to more people who might like to see the same kind of content. So, especially comments. If you have comments, please leave them. Especially if you have any suggestions for False Teachers of the Week. Um, I would love to investigate and look into these people and put them on uh, at the top of the, the list on my on the next week uh, if you have anyone that you'd like to suggest. So please leave those comments. I won't ask you to like the video yet because you haven't even really seen the video yet. But you can subscribe if you haven't and hit the notification bell and get all the content that I release here on the Evangelical Norm Network on YouTube as long as I'm allowed to stay on YouTube. 
Um, so that's going to bring us to this week's false teacher of the week. And this was one that another one that I'm really amazed that I have never done. Uh, this guy, I don't know. Uh, how did I not have him somewhere on the list? And this is the uh, late Fred Phelps. So um, you might know him as the God hates fags guy, right? That's the name of their website, Westboro Baptist Church. This was the guy who was the pastor. Apparently, it was basically just his family and a few other people who were just wackos that were that. I mean, you don't get a, a better, more modern definition of a cult than what the West Royal Baptist Church was. So, um, and I, I, I always cringe even to call it a church because this thing was just weird, just out there. Fred Phelps and, and mostly his family were the people who were part of this church. Um, his daughter, um, a few other people, right? I mean, I think the last I looked, the actual um, membership of Westboro Baptist was 50-something people that were members of, of that uh, cult. We'll call it a cult. I will call that a cult um, because it is. Um, so... Since his death, or right before his death, apparently, um, he had some bouts with dementia and so on. He was actually excommunicated from the West. How do you get back? How do you, how do you get excommunicated from from that group? Right. I mean, something went down that, that got that guy kicked out. So uh, and I, I believe I'm I don't know who I think his daughter or actually a guy named Steve Drain that I've interacted with. I think Steve Drain is now the actual de facto head because, of course, being the hyper-Calvinist uh, church cult that they are, I mean, and it goes beyond, I mean, calling Westboro Baptist hyper-Calvinist is literally insulting to hyper-Calvinists, okay? I mean, it, they go beyond, above, and beyond into, and literally into heresy land, Uh with and we'll talk about that. What literally why I would call Fred Phelps a a heretic, not just a false teacher, not just a a jerk on the street with a sign. What made him a heretic? And we'll talk about. There's one particular teaching that they added in to their hyper hyper Calvinism, uh, which and I don't know. I've never I had never actually heard of it before uh, until doing my little bit of research on him today. Which there's not much. A lot of times what I like to do is read off of their webpage um, their own kind of bio because, you know, I like to see what they write about themselves. Well, he's been kicked out of the church, so he no longer has a bio on any of their webpages. And, of course, with uh, filters and so on, it's almost impossible to get to their webpages uh, if you have a safe, uh, you know, any kind of safety situations on your uh, computer to, like, block pornographic websites or anything else you're not going to get to um the the westboro baptist websites because it's all god hates these things i mean there's a picture up there on the screen so you can see it um i'm probably going to get shadow banned on on this video just for saying it the one time that i did so we will look at his uh wikipedia page because that's really about all we can get for this guy so born in 1929 uh died in march of 2014 Basically became known because of, uh, I mean, and I hate the term homophobia, but this is what they use. He, he went after homosexuals with a vengeance. I mean, far beyond that of, of any uh, sober-minded 
level-headed Christian. I mean, we call homosexuality a sin. There's, I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. You know, it, it sin is sin is sin. But again, to go to the point to say God hates you, one, and, and this is a, a conversation that I had with, with Shirley uh, Roper Phelps or Phelps Roper um, out at one of their things. And I was like, because they're saying you're going to hell, you know, die people, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, how do you know that these people are not God's elect, that he's not going to call them somehow to repentance? Oh, we know. Well, how do you know? There's no way that you know. You know, you're out here, you're actually, I mean, to say God hates this person now, okay, we get into the whole issue of God hated Esau, you know, Jacob I loved, Esau I hated, you know, comparative terminology, is God capable of hating individuals? I mean, we, we see different places in scripture where it talks about, I mean, not just God hating a sin, but the, the individual that commits the sin, the, the things that are an abomination to God and so on. We understand that God so loved the world that he gave his son. It, God's love is immeasurable. It is infinite, but so is his wrath. So is his righteousness. Everything about God is, is infinite. His holiness is righteousness. So he has to hate sin. Sin has to be punished. We understand the gospel. It's either punished on that individual or punished on Christ on the cross 2,000 years ago. But again, we don't, we don't sugarcoat it, but we don't go out and, and tell them that God hates them. Because I don't know. I don't know what God's plan is for that specific person. Any more than I know that any of the people who are members of the Westboro Baptist Church are actually elect. Right? And so to go out and with the intention of saying God hates you, you're going to hell. You don't know. I mean, we don't know. That's why we preach the gospel. We don't know who God has elected. I mean, before I got saved, I would have been, you know, I probably still am because I don't agree with Westboro Baptist Church. I would be on their side. God hates Norm because he's not part of the Westboro Baptist cult. And so that, that was what he became very well known for mainly. I mean, nobody really heard about this guy outside of uh, Topeka, Kansas until Matthew Shepard died, until he was killed in Wyoming, in Laramie, Wyoming. And I, I hope most of you know the story of Matthew Shepard. Horrible, horrible situation. Again, we recognize sin, but we, do, we are not the Avengers. We are, we are not, well, not the Avengers, but we, we do not take vengeance. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. The God is the one who punishes sin. We do not do that. We do not take justice into our own hands and execute justice on people like these, these young men. I think they were, actually one of them was a Mormon in, in Wyoming that killed Matthew Shepard because he was gay. This is, we preach the gospel to sinners. That's what we do. That's what we're called to do. And then we reach out. We, we disciple. We do these different things, right? But ultimately, it is our job to preach the gospel, which the Westboro Baptist doesn't do. I've got a, 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 an open-air preaching thing that I did in conjunction, a, an interaction I had with Westboro Baptist Church and actually caused them to leave where they were because they weren't going to, to converse with me um, when I started asking them, why don't you call people to repentance? And Steve Drain was like, well, look at that sign. I said, that doesn't say repent. It says obey. You're trying to say that the salvation comes through obedience to the law. No, I'm not. Well, that's what your sign says, right? It doesn't say repent and believe. Your sign says obey and believe. 
So obedience is how you, and then they left, of course. So then I got up and I preached the gospel. I said, let me tell you what these people aren't going to tell you. They do not give the gospel. So other stuff about um, Fred Phelps, just a little bit of background. Um, he is a, his lawyer, his whole family's lawyer, and they're so happy. I think that's how they, they continue to, to function is just by lawsuits and suing people. Um, you know, different things where uh, he, a couple of things. He was disbarred at one point for just, I, I don't know what exactly. I mean, he, he sued some woman, called her to the stand, and basically ba- called her all kinds of names and stuff and lost the case, of course. Um, he, he wrote a letter. This was something that surprised me. Um, he was sued for, and we, we get a lot of uh, our laws regarding funeral protests, thanks to Westboro, um, because Obama made laws about uh, protesting uh, military funerals and so on. Um, he wrote a letter in 1997. This shocked me. He wrote a letter to Iraqi President Saddam Hussein praising his regime for being, quote, the only Muslim state that allows the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to be freely and openly preached on the streets. No. <laughs> that, that, that's not Iraq at all. I mean, that we, it, it may not be as suppressed as it is, is in like Iran and Pakistan, Afghanistan and some of those other places, but it's still suppressed in Iraq. So that was an interesting thing. Another interesting thing is that most people don't know about uh, um, Fred Phelps is he ran three times for public office. Uh, no, four times. Take that back. For public office uh, as a Democrat. Who'd have thought Fred Phelps was a Democrat? In 1990, he ran for governor of Kansas in the uh, Democratic Party in the primary. He got 6%, 6.72% of the vote. 11,000 people voted for Fred Phelps in the, the governor primary. Um, he ran in 92 for United States Senate as a Democrat. Got 30% of the vote. 49,000 people voted for Phelps. Um, ran again in 94 for governor in the, the primary, got 5,000 votes, 3%. And then again in 98 in the Democratic primary for the governor of Kansas and got 15,000 votes. 15,000 people voted for this man in a primary. Democrats voted for this man in a primary. Right? I mean, that, that was shocking to me. But let's get into what makes Fred Phelps a false teacher. What is it about him um, besides looking crazy? Um, I mean, come on. Tell me tell me, this dude does not remind you of the, uh, the, the preacher from Poltergeist 2, if you've seen Poltergeist 2. Or is it 3? 2 or 3. One of those, the, the, the real creepy dude with the, the funky hat and walking around. God, he's in his holy temple. Right? You remember? Come on. I'm not the only one that remembers that movie. Okay, so what makes him a false teacher? So he is very, very hyper, hyper, hyper Calvinist, um, beyond your typical hyper Calvinist. Um, amazingly enough, he was ordained as in the SBC. Fred Phelps, SBC. Um, lovely. Uh, views Arminianism, which I believe Arminianism is, is heretical teaching, um, but... 
as the worst blasphemy and heresy than that and heard in all filthy Saturday night bundle of sticks bars in the aggregate in the world. This is, this man had some some interesting things to say. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, he held a, a view called equal ultimacy. This is the heretical teaching that I would say, I mean, literally makes him a, Cal, a, a, a Calvin, a, a heretic. Excuse me. And that is this ultimate equal ultimacy that says, believing that, quote, God Almighty's makes some willing and he leads others into sin, unquote. And he claimed that this view was Calvinist, and, and I've never heard any of this. Um, I'm a Calvinist, and so I don't know any of this. We as Calvinists do not believe God causes anyone to sin. Is God sovereign? Absolutely. Is God in control of everything? Absolutely. Are we responsible for our own sin? Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's the only place where, as a, as a Calvinist, I would say mankind has a free will in their ability to sin. They are, God allows them to sin, but it is in, it only in Christ can we be drawn to God through Christ. The Holy Spirit draws us. That is where, where we, are, we don't have our will of, of choosing him because he chooses us. So when you're talking about free will, and yeah, I'll, I'll take all the smoke on that as well. But God does not cause man to sin. God is not the the not responsible for sin. We are. God is responsible for saving us, drawing us to Himself, giving us the gift of repentance that sets us free from sin. But God does not cause us to sin. So this, I mean, among other things, you know, the whole God hates you, and I don't know if you're elect or you could be elect, but I'm not going to preach the gospel to you. Or, or repentance to you because I, I ultimately I, I hate you is coming from him and I don't want you to be saved. That's kind of the attitude that I get. And I've never interacted with Fred. He was, um, you know, he was out of commission when I started interacting with them. He wasn't dead yet. Um, but I'd had a few interactions with them while he was still alive, but never interacted with Fred himself. But I've interacted multiple times with Shirley um, Steve and a couple other people from the Westboro Baptist Church, but um, and he also, I mean, he he considered Graham the greatest false prophet since Balaam. Um, you know, just some of the things that he says and and did um, and so on. I mean, you know, and that is what makes him a false teacher. And the rest of his church that followed after him, that continues to follow after his original teachings, are all uh, heretics and false teachers as well. Um, I could do weeks upon weeks upon uh, of, of the people involved in that church who are false teachers. So um, there you go, guys. At episode 87, False Teacher of the Week, Fred Phelps um, and his legacy in the Westboro Baptist cult. Um, thank you guys for taking the time out to listen. Now, go ahead and hit that like button. Share if you like the video. Uh, make a comment. Give me a comment. Tell me something. Talk about the bump that I have on my head over here that I knocked myself, almost knocked myself out at work the other night. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, so uh, thank you guys again for taking the time to watch and uh, contribute uh, your your time to this podcast and, and helping to make it a little bit of a success, I think. I, I, I like it. So uh, I keep doing it, and I'm going to keep doing it, whether 
you know, we continue to get the new subscribers or not, but we do. And that's because of you guys who like, share, comment, all that stuff. So keep doing that. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. Until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.